0: Lord for thy great plan That we thy dwelling place
1: may be
2: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee Brought to you by Living Stream Ministry Life Study emphasizes the capital L life that can be found in the scriptures Jesus himself said in John 663 The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. This is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Watchman Nee began his ministry in China in the 1920s, and it continued until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom in the 1970s. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962 and began speaking these life-study messages in 1974. Completing it in 1995. To find out more, you can visit our website, lifestudy.com. Again, that's lifestudy.com. Now, let's join today's program.
1: Ezekiel chapter 37 is one of the three great chapters in the book of Ezekiel because it uniquely reveals how God's Spirit comes into us in order to enliven us that we may become a corporate body formed into an army and also built up as God's dwelling place. This is Matt Miller with Dennis Agashi for a unique picture of the dry bones in Ezekiel chapter 37. So stay with us. Dennis, it's good to have you back in the radio studio, back on the the radio airwaves.
3: It's always good to be back, Matt. I'm always refreshed when I'm here.
1: Dennis, in our last Ezekiel Life Study program, we covered the outward and inward recovery by life from Ezekiel chapter 36. That was also very encouraging. Now we've come to another encouraging program entitled The Dry Bones, The Two Sticks, and The Army. Could you give our listeners an introduction to this encouraging word of the Lord's recovery? Well, Matt, I think Just this title alone, The Dry Bones, The
3: Two Sticks, and The Army, it just already incites me to want to know what is in Ezekiel 37. I believe as believers we are familiar with the New Testament, but not so much with the Old Testament. So I think along with you, Matt, uh, we'll go through this together. But the context of Ezekiel 37 is after the Lord judges his people. After the judgment comes in, he recovers them in the way of life. And we see in Ezekiel 37, one of the items of his recovery.
1: Yeah, Dennis, just for our listeners who haven't been with us on a day-to-day basis, there's four main sections to the book of Ezekiel. The first main section is this awesome chapter one, the visions in chapter one about the four living creatures with the awesome wheels that represent God's move on the earth. And then From chapter 2 through chapter 32, you have a long section on God's judgment. Judgment on his people, judgment on the nations, the degradation of God's people. So it really reaches a low point. And then even they broke God's heart because they had set up idols in their heart. And so in chapter 33 through 39, you have this section of recovering God's people from that degradation. And then the final section from chapters 40 through 48, you see the conclusion, which the issue of all this is God's holy building. Absolutely. And so today I think we're on a really good portion, this portion on the recovery.
3: Yes. This is a marvelous portion, Matt, even in this particular section, showing us the regeneration and renewing by the Lord's breath into God's people. So I think we'll see a marvelous point here.
1: Well, let's read the verses, Dennis, that uh, give us the background of this, in case our listeners are not familiar with this Old Testament story. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1 says, "...the hand of Jehovah came upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of Jehovah, and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones." Then Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 4 through 7 continue. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of Jehovah. Thus says the Lord Jehovah to these bones, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. And I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh back on you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you will know that I am Jehovah. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. Let's join Witness Lee now for this Ezekiel message that he originally spoke in
0: 1971. You come to chapter 37. My, this chapter just hits home. Chapter 37 continues, chapter 36, to tell us how God renews us, how God regenerates us. First of all, we all have to realize Before God comes in to renew us, to regenerate us, we were just like dead and dry bones. In chapter 36, we may think that we are just a little bit not so good, a little bit sinful maybe, or awfully sinful. Yet, in a sense, we are still not dead. We would never think that we are dead. Not only dead, and we are the dry bones. You know, God's salvation is not just for sinful people. God's salvation is for dead people. We all have to realize we are not only sinful, but we are dead. You know, not only dead, we are buried. In chapter 37, it tells us where we were. We were in the graves. We were buried when we were fallen, either as a sinner or as a backsliding believer. As long as we were fallen in a sins in the eyes of God, we were buried in a grave. You know what are the graves? The gambling is a kind of grave. Hatred is a kind of grave. All kinds of graves. Before we got saved, before we got recovered, revived, we were buried there in all those graves. Not when buried, we are dried up. No blood, no flesh, no sinews, no skin, just mere dry boots. All the bones are disjoint. No unity. No oneness. Scattered. This is a picture showing where we were and what we were to the uttermost.
1: Dennis, this is a, quite a black background wow. to the way this program will eventually end in such a positive way to see the hopeless disjointed condition Mm -hmm. of God's people before they get saved. Right. I like that picture about what are the graves that God's people are in? It's the gambling places. Mm -hmm. I think many of us can put other names on those places. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that keep us in death. But that's not where God wants it to end, is it? Absolutely not.
3: Again, Matt, I'm just so impressed. Even though Brother Lee spoke this in 1971, don't you feel it's just so fresh today and so current to our situation? When Brotherly just pointed out this, Matt, that not only are we sinful, I believe all Christians recognize that we are sinful and by grace we are saved. We have no doubt about that. But we also have to have the realization not only are we sinful, but we are also dead. And the death there is likened in Ezekiel 37 to dry bones, scattered, disjointed, not connected, and very, very dry. This is the portion I like in Ezekiel, that these bones are very dry and showing our condition without God. Uh, This matches, Matt, I was thinking about it. This matches Ephesians 2, where Paul says that we are dead in offenses and sins. We're not only sinful, but we're also, what's dead? the sensation towards God, the feeling towards God's purpose, the thought about God. These things were dead in our spiritual condition. So I like the correlation here in Ezekiel 37 and Paul's epistles in Ephesians 2. I believe also in verse 5 of Ephesians 2, Matt, it also says that we were dead, but we are made alive together with Christ. Not only do we need our sins forgiven, but we also need the regenerating one, to be made alive, because in our state, we are dead.
1: It's a really wonderful picture, Dennis, that we're not just saved sinners. That's right. But we are regenerated. We're made alive. Yes. It's really two aspects of God's salvation. Absolutely. Uh, it reminds me of Romans 10. We're much more saved in his life. Right. We're not just saved through his blood. Right. Well, let's go on in this story. Let me read Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 9 through 14. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus says the Lord Jehovah, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Now they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord Jehovah, Now I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel And you will know that I am Jehovah when I open your graves and bring you up out of your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you will know that I, Jehovah, have spoken and that I have performed it, declares Jehovah. Let's go back to Witness Lee.
0: You know, today... Many Christians, nearly all Christians, have a wrong understanding with the matter of prophesying. We always consider to prophesy is to predict. Am I right? But have you noticed? In this chapter, chapter 37 of Ezekiel, there is nearly no prediction. To prophesy is to what? To declare something. To speak for something. In chapter 37, what does prophesying mean? It means telling forth. The Lord said to Ezekiel, son of man, prophesy. What does this mean? You just speak forth. When you speak forth, I breathe. When you speak forth, I send the wind. When you speak forth, I send the bread. When you speak forth, I give people the spirit. Now, we just can see clearly, the main meaning in the Bible of prophesying is not to predict. The main meaning in the Bible to prophesy is just to speak forth for the Lord. You just look into the situation. Here are the dry bones. Sorry to say, tonight you all are the dry bones. And I just come here to predict, Oh, dry bones, someday the wind will blow upon you, and then you all will be joined together, and sinews will be added, and then the flesh, and then the skin, and then you have to wait for another day, or another two days, then someday the bride will get into you, and then you will stand up, and you will be formed as a big army, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> Regardless how much I prophesy this way, boons are still boons. It just work. But in Ezekiel 37, it is not the teaching, not the predicting, but the pronouncing. When Ezekiel prophesied, God followed him. As he was prophesying, God was blowing. God said, Ezekiel, son of man, you prophesy. You prophesy, I send the wind, I send the bright, I send the spirit.
1: Dennis, this definition of prophesying may be new to many of our listeners today, so I'd like to stop right here and discuss it a little bit before we go on. Of course, the matter of prophesying does include predicting. We're not minimizing that, uh, predicting future events, but that's not the main focus of the Bible in the matter of prophesying. But prophesying is a telling forth, not just a predicting. That really doesn't work to bring the dead bones back to life. Right. Could you reiterate this a little bit, this main point of prophesying in the Bible? Absolutely. I was inspired by brotherly
3: speaking that prophesying is not to predict. If you predict over the bones, they still remain bones. But I was just inspired by this one statement. He told Ezekiel to prophesy, you speak, and I breathe. So as we speak, even this matter, Matt, that God did not act by himself, God could have easily prophesied and the bones would have lived. According to our logic, maybe that's more reasonable. But here he asked the man, Ezekiel, as the son of man, to speak, to prophesy, to declare, not to predict the future, not to exercise gifts, not to do this, not to do that, but to speak. And as Ezekiel spoke, God breathed. And that breath came into them as the very spirit of God himself. This is just phenomenal. and This really matches our experience today. It's really something, man, isn't it?
1: Well, I hope, Dennis, our radio program is more than just a, uh, a teaching or uh, some kind of speaking, but it really includes this matter of prophesying yes. that God's breathing is going along with our speaking here yes. today. Well, let's go on to the final portion of our program today. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 15 through 17 tell us, The word of Jehovah came again to me, saying, And you, son of man, take one piece of wood, and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel associated with him. Then take another piece of wood and write upon it for Joseph, the piece of wood of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel associated with him. And bring them together, one side to the other, into one piece of wood, that they may become united in your hand. Dennis, I think this is a portion of Ezekiel 37 that many of our listeners have never heard before. I know that for me, this was a a fresh Mm -hmm. revelation as I got into this program.
3: I wanted to bring up one thing, Matt, before we entered into the next section. I just was recalling a verse that in John chapter 5, as the Lord was speaking, he said, an hour is coming, and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and will live. This matches the matter in Ezekiel 37. In other words, the Lord speaking becomes the very breath that enlivens us. The Lord speaking becomes the very spirit that causes us to be made alive. This is really marvelous.
1: Dennis, let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study.
0: In the second part of this chapter, we are told that the Lord said to Ezekiel, You pick up two sticks. Firstly, Ezekiel dealt with the dry bones. Now, he was dealing with the dry sticks. You know what is a stick? Something wooden. yeah, dead, cut off, and dried up. And the two sticks symbolized the two nations of Israel. The southern one is the kingdom of Judah. The northern one is the kingdom of Israel, or you may say the kingdom of Ephraim. These two kingdoms could never be one. Could never be one. In the eyes of the Lord, they were dead thoroughly, and they were dried up. You know, in grafting, two branches can grow together as one tree. Am I right? And this. Is exactly what is mentioned here. The two sticks are just like the two branches. Originally, there was no life. But now, life got in. Life got in. Now, you just put them together because they have life, so they just grow one with another. Then, they become one. The bones are for forming the army. The sticks are for the building of the house of God. Brothers, today Christians talk a lot about the body, the church, the house of God. But they just don't see by what way you could have the body, the church, the house of God. In this chapter, we can see clearly there's no other way but one unique way. That is the way of life. Here are two dry sticks. You just consider by what way you can have these two sticks grow together. By teaching them? By giving them the gifts? By what way? By the way of life. The Lord didn't tell Ezekiel to exercise his gifts, nor to teach. But the Lord told Ezekiel that you have to prophesy. You just utter my word. For you utter my word. You speak for something for me. When you pronounce, you declare something to the dead ones for me. I will brew upon them. And then they will breathe. And then they will get the bread. And when the bread gets into them, it will become life. It is by life that the two dry sticks could grow together.
1: Dennis, I really like that concluding word that it is by life that the two dry sticks could grow together. Right. I'd like to ask you to apply this in a practical way to our listeners.
3: Well, Matt, again, this is just an amazing portion in the book of Ezekiel, and it really brings us into God's heart, Matt. What is the issue? Why does God recover us inwardly and outwardly by life? Why does he come to us as a shepherd? Why does he give us a new heart and a new spirit? Why does he enliven us? from dry bones into his corporate body. The reason is found in Ezekiel 37 and the subsequent chapters is that God wants a dwelling place. His dwelling place is not a physical building. His dwelling place is his people. And he wants his people to come together, number one, to be enlivened, and number two, to be one. When you have life, Represented by the dry bones, and you have oneness representing by the two sticks coming together, you have God's dwelling place. And as believers, this is all of our hearts' desire. As God's desire, He wants a dwelling place.
1: It seems hopeless when you look at the two dry sticks being yes. separated that they could actually become one. And I, I appreciated Witness Lee's comment there that, you know, it seems like these things are irreconcilable, yet right. through life, oneness can be obtained. Absolutely. You know, the differences that cause believers to be divided, that cause believers to be separated from one another, it breaks God's heart. But in the Bible, especially in this picture in Ezekiel 37, we have hope. Yes, absolutely. It's marvelous to see this, Matt. I agree. Well, I hope our listeners are encouraged and would give themselves to take this way of recovery by life, to bring in the oneness among God's people that God could have a a habitation, and a dwelling place among his people. Amen. Well, Dennis, thanks for coming in and sharing this uh, enjoyable program with me.
3: Oh, me too, Matt. I'm, again, I'm so inspired by Brother sharing.
1: Well, Dennis, I, I hope our listeners have been able to share that with us and uh, experience some of the enlivening that comes from the Lord's Word and his breathing. We'd like to ask you, if you've enjoyed this program, to call us at one eight 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 life study That's one eight eight eight. We'd love to talk to you and give you more information on how you can get materials that go along with what you heard today. If you're an internet kind of person, you can check our website out at lsm.org. We've got more than 500 of our publications online completely available to read, as well as the life studies in their entirety and the recovery version with the footnotes. We don't have the Old Testament recovery version online, but we have a great resource at our website for you if you'd like to check that out at lsm.org. If you'd like to just send us an email, send it to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Dennis Sagashi, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in with us as we continue on through this recovery by life leading to the conclusion of God's holy building being accomplished.
2: Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online, free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee, as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us radio at lsm.org or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.